The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. They say there's no place like home for the holidays, but what does that even mean? Is home where you hang your hat? Is home where the heart is? Or maybe it's somewhere else? While I was considering this question, I read quite a few quotes about home, hoping to gain some better perspective. I read things like, home is the starting place of love, hope, and dreams. I read that home is where love resides, memories are created, friends always belong, and laughter never ends. I read that a house is made of bricks and beams, but a home is made of hopes and dreams. I read that home is a place you grow up wanting to leave and grow old wanting to get back to. While these are all beautiful sentiments, they didn't exactly fit with my experiences. What seemed to fit a little bit better was there's nothing more important than a good, safe, and secure home. Now, I'm not saying that the home I grew up in was good, safe, or secure. That said, the lack of those things helped me form a deep appreciation for them, probably because I spent so much time wondering about how wonderful it must be to get so comfortable in the expectation that these are components of home that one could take them for granted. I like to believe that the home I created for my kids was very different from the one that my parents created for me. You know, my kids don't know what it's like to be beaten by the same father who claims to love them. They don't know the sting of betrayal that comes from a mother who is always just a little bit too eager to put her kids in harm's way. They don't know the gut-wrenching feeling of worthlessness that comes from hearing from parents over and over how easy it would be for them to just walk away. They don't know the self-doubt that comes from a never-ending loop of you're a sinner and need salvation to avoid the eternity in hell that you deserve. The home I've created is pretty good, reasonably safe, and as secure as I know how to make it. As much as the things I can control contribute to a good, safe, and secure environment, 
there are things beyond my control which threaten what I have built. The threats which each member of the household brings in even when they don't want to. Things like mental health challenges which are a little bit too much to handle in the moment. Things like stress from work or school. Things like the unstable emotions which come from uninvited memories. Things like difficult relationships with family members who are outside of the house. You know, life at home can be hard sometimes. And I think this is especially true at this time of year. There are days where no reasonable person would want to spend any unnecessary time at home. Now, yeah, as they say, there's no place like home for the holidays. <laughs> I heard from a former client earlier this week that she had recently lost her husband. The circumstances were sudden and they were tragic. And as a result, I don't imagine that her home is going to be filled with holiday cheer this year or for many years to come. There is something magical about this time of year, but for some people, that magic is a cruel reminder that life goes on even when we desperately need it to stop, even just for a minute. Worse, that reminder comes around every year, over and over and over again. Now, I'm not trying to suck all of the fun out of this season of giving and togetherness. I guess I just need everyone to see that while they're enjoying the best that the season has to offer, there are those of us who are struggling under the weight of the worst of it. You know, when I think of the painful part of Christmas, I think the part that hurts the most is surrounding the people who are no longer here to share the special time with. I think of my paternal grandmother's super high-pitched singing voice painfully screeching out her rendition of Silent Night in German. I think of how when we would exchange cheerful stories in her presence, she could never resist interrupting us with, Well, let me tell you about my darkest Christmas ever. That woman could find the dark cloud on any silver lining, I tell you. My paternal grandfather didn't speak much English, but he knew how to chain smoke. And he knew how to laugh with a gravelly voice at jokes that he didn't understand. My maternal grandfather died when I was quite young, but... I remember sitting on his knee and listening to stories so ridiculous that I still laugh about them to this day. 
my maternal grandmother, (laughs) there was a character. She knew how to complain. She knew how to stir the pot, both literally and figuratively. You know, she, she knew how to cook. She knew how to bring the brattiness out in everyone. She knew how to laugh at how when the old lady next door died, her bowels had let loose. And when the first responders found her, she was laying in a pile of her own poop. My dad. He spent 57 Christmases on this earth and then he was gone. My relationship with him isn't one that I think most people understand. Yeah, when I was a kid, he abused me. But when I became an adult, he turned himself inside out to try to make that right. There was so much more to him than an abuser. The Christmas of 1979 wasn't very kind to him financially. I remember adding to the stress of that by asking over and over if Santa was going to bring me the brand new bicycle that I wanted. It was blue with the big loopy handlebars, a banana seat, and a tall orange flag on the back. I wanted that bike really bad. I might have even needed it. You know, dad kept telling me that he wasn't sure if the bike would fit down the chimney. That he wasn't sure if it was a good idea to get my hopes up. That he wasn't sure if Christmas was even a good time to enjoy a bike. But Despite his warnings, on Christmas morning, the bike was there. On that day, I was thrilled that Santa had come through. On another day, almost 30 years later, I found out that my dad had picked up a bent and rusty bike in the alley and had spent countless hours in the garage painstakingly restoring it so that I would have it for Christmas. I think about leaving brandy and cookies for Santa. Dad said that Santa needed something to warm up with after riding a sleigh through the winter night sky. The cookies were always untouched, but the brandy was always gone. And my sisters and I felt so special for giving something to Santa that the other kids didn't. I think about my mom reading Christmas stories from books with colorful illustrations. I think about how different she was many years later on that first Christmas without dad. When she suggested that we share some of the things that we missed about him. I think about how she snapped us out of the sad state we were in after sharing those memories by turning up the music and bravely suggesting that we make some happy new memories. 
I think about waking up early with my older sister and my dad so that we could start our Christmas drinking before mom was awake to stop us. We would get blitzed. We would wrestle and then we would pass out watching terrible holiday movies while mom slaved in the kitchen to prepare the holiday feast. I think about my younger sister. Nothing specific. Just that I love her and I miss her. I think about all of the wonderful things. Maybe I can't enjoy them in the same ways that I used to. Maybe too many of the familiar faces have been lost to time or circumstance. But maybe it still feels like Christmas. This year, I'm going to be with one other person who also has nobody else. One of my kids is grown and the other is spending Christmas on the other side of the country with his mom. Home doesn't feel like home when it's empty, so I'm not sure if there's no place like home for the holidays. At least, not this year. T.S. Eliot said, Home is where one starts from. And... I think this year, that's what I'm going with. I want to honor the pain and the beauty of the past. I want to anticipate the future full of the kind of high hopes which I think are best fueled by the magic of this season. I want to take this moment to start fresh in my home which is going to change whether I like it or not. I won't be releasing another episode until the new year. So for now, happy holidays and until 2024, much love.